FYI, and I don't mean fake news, this podcast contains huge spoilers. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 235 of the podcast that goes snicked. It's resurrection. Oh yeah, I always bite your style, Georgie. The last two times in a row. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so we're uh, here for a resurrection week seven. And of course we have Dan Cole back from the Intercomics podcast. And two times in a row we're going to get a special bonus guest, Georgie. How's it going, guys? I was waiting to go first, then. <laughs> um, <laughs> you you brits are so polite. polite. <laughs> so was I. Damn it. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm grand. I'm very grand. Awesome. Georgie? I'm excited. Good Let's deal. do this. All right. So we have, well, two and kind of a third comic to talk about this week. We have... Um, Totally Awesome Hulk number 19, which you may be saying, that's not a resurrection book. Oh, but it is. And then we have X-Men Blue number 4, and then we'll briefly mention Jean Grey number 2, just because we're here and it came out. So, <laughs> no no Wolverine characters to speak of, but it's, it's still part of the resurrection initiative. So, um, But we will start off with uh, Totally Awesome Hulk dude number 19, which is the mutant? I'm sorry, the weapons of mutant destruction prelude. So this, of course, is written by Greg Pak, with art by Robert Gill, colors by Nolan Woodard, letters by VCs Corey Pettit. Woohoo! She didn't hear me. I pointed at her. She's over there. Um, and then the cover is by, I guess, the Prince of Comics, because he only has one name, and that's Stonehouse. He's a stone house. <laughs> um, anyway, on the cover, we have kind of a greenish tint to the city lights. And then we have a totally awesome Hulk just being uh, bodacious, jumping in the background. And then we have a kind of strange looking old man, Logan, and Sabretooth running at us in the foreground. Then, of course, we have the... Uh, the caution tape inspired uh, banner of the weapons of mutant destruction across the top. Um, I think the Hulk looks fine. I don't really care for this cover otherwise. What do you guys think? I don't get his face, the Hulk's face. What's he doing? Yeah. Why is he Yeah. What 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 is that mouth doing? That's all I'm asking. And and <laughs> Wolverine has cable eye. So Yeah, everyone's oh. eyes are glowing. It was weird. Wolverine has old man spots on his forehead. Oh yeah, the little skin. Uh, That's fair, though. The skin cancer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like some of the detail. It's just mm, it's there, isn't it? It's there. That's about the best I can go with. Yep, yep. It's there. It's there. So we start off with some cosmonauts in a space shuttle, and they're off track and out of fuel and don't know what they're gonna do. But luckily, the totally awesome Hulk is surfing through space with his jetpack. And he sets them on the right course and shoots finger guns at them. <laughs> and then <laughs> continues to coast through space. And then we have our, um, our Weapon X guys show up. So why do you think... I mean, I understand guys in the first few issues. 
They show up like in quote-unquote street clothes to kind of surprise our heroes. But they're in space. Why are they like wearing like, you know, a button-up shirt and khakis? <laughs> no, no, I don't get it. Budget, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but comic special effects are a lot cheaper than movie special well, effects. May, maybe Weapon X is just too many of those oh. giant glass <laughs> test tubes to put people in. Not enough on astronaut clothes. Right, okay, fair enough. My question is, how did they get there? Yeah. Rocket oh. feet? Rocket boots? Oh, no, wait, they can they can fly because Warpath can fly, apparently, allegedly. Can Warpath fly through the atmosphere into space? Right. It's comics, so let's just say that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I will let it go. So they shoot hand missiles at the Hulk and somehow knew that the first thing they, the first thing they needed to do was take out his jet pack. So they do that, and Hulk is floating freely through space. They get rid of their skin suits, and we have our Terminator-looking guys, and they make the Hulk bleed. And then why don't you want to get? The girl one still has breasts. The girl one still yes. has breasts. It's yeah. not just Lance. Lance Hulk. That's important. <laughs> yeah. Metal breasts. You gotta have metal breasts. Yeah. So you know who's who. <laughs> so then, uh, watching one of you guys take take it up from there. We got we got donuts at the Weapon X facility. Yeah, they are eating donuts. Who, who, I'm sorry, I'm jumping in like halfway through. Who are these people? Uh, they are the Weapon X, um, I don't know, minions, I guess. They're the, they're the lab assistants, and the, the guy is super casual, right? Has been the whole time. Like He's always yeah. got his feet up, drinking on drinks, acting like everything's okay, and then the girls are a little more uptight. You know, sorry to, to like switch subjects, but I've been watching Twin Peaks. Oh, uh, the new Showtime one? Or the and old one. He's always drinking coffee and eating donuts, so that's all I'm thinking about right now. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, so anyway, we got uh, Hulk blood in space, and I sure thought this was kind of cool. He decides to use his blood as, like, bullets. And um, he thwacks his blood at the androids, and it goes through them. And I really like the art, how when the blood kind of goes through them, it, like, you know, dissipates into, like, green smoke. I thought that was a really cool flare. What did you guys think of this whole scene with the, the space blood? I thought it was fun because it's something that Amadeus would do because he seems too clever and too ridiculous. Totally awesome, I suppose, is the word you'd use. Um, and I thought, I thought it was fun because I, I forget that Hulk has radioactive blood. <laughs> um, I didn't know it was kind of like alien blood, but um, I liked it. Yeah, I thought it was fun. And I'm really like, uh, so I've kind of been reading this book off and on for budgetary reasons, and um, I forget how much I like Pax or Pox, um, Totally Awesome Hulk, just the way he writes the character. It's just really fun. Um, anyway, uh, he self-destructs the robot and gets knocked out, finger quote, in space. Um, and the donut kid gets really excited, and then they decide they're going to take some blood, but he what was he oh, doing? Oh man, they look like the Silver Hawks. Silver Hawks, da 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 da. I do. That that girl looks totally like a Silver Hawk. That's yeah. funny. <laughs> That's how they got in space. Silver Hawk power. 
Um, yeah, that's really funny. But of course, uh, Totally Awesome Hulk was playing Totally Awesome Possum, and um, he decides to shrack them with their own blades. And then he decides to talk to the Weapon X people and, you know, kind of school them on their uh, android design. And then he falls to Earth. And I really like the colors on this when he goes to the atmosphere and falls into the ocean. Like the oranges and the yellows look really great. What did y'all think about this little sequence? I really like it. I actually quite like his um, little piece of dialogue just before they hit the water. It just it makes me smile <laughs> when he's, he's screaming "die." Right. As it would. <laughs> <laughs> this whole this whole book is just so much fun and colorful, and uh, I, I, this, I love it. <laughs> this is my favorite of the three we read today. So yes, I thought it, it it all fit together really well. Yeah, me too. So then we go to the land land in Georgia. Uh, we go to California, California, and. Uh-huh. Um, our Domino and Sabretooth and Old Man Logan are, are fishing for Terminators. And what, what do they find? <laughs> they find a car, right? A yeah, a Hot car. Wheel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they find a hell of a lot of sass when it comes to Domino. Yes. She's just throwing sass left, right, and center. I, I am in, I'm in love with this Domino. <laughs> Me too. She's, yeah. she's awesome I really I um, this is maybe one of my favorite scenes is just Domino and Sabretooth talking because they're just they, the interplay is really good between them both and I kind of was just like oh, I want a book that's just them two talking about them stuff <laughs> on a boat <laughs> but it was, I, I really enjoyed it and then, and then of course um, they're not doing very well so uh, Amadeus turns up in his dreadnought Super plain. Sure, fit. yeah. I do like that panel. Yeah, he's got a... him smiling, holding the Terminator <laughs> in his hand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was pretty great. His his faux hawk in full bloom. Um, they all get on the plane. They talk some science talk. Um, you know, uh, Amadeus has figured out kind of who all they've used to make the cyborgs and. Um, even clues them in on who else they have that, that Logan and Sabretooth didn't know about, like Lady Deathstrike and Warpath. And um, then Sabretooth gets bit by the uh, <laughs> reanimated uh, corpse of the robot. But what do we find out about the about the cyborgs? They're not really cyborgs. They're just robots. Yeah, yeah. There's no actually people involved. They took... You know, genetic structure and, and kind of added in the power sets and whatnot, but the, the people they were, I guess, quote unquote, born from are no longer part of it. So basically, what that does is give us license, give our heroes license to just slice and dice and explode and do it all conscience free, right? Yep. It's like, it's like Samurai Jack. He would always destroy the robots, never real people. Right, yeah. Then I like how Hulk just kind of says, all right, well, we're a team now. <laughs> <laughs> but I watch this team. Like, I like this team. I do, too. Yeah. I would love for Hulk to just kind of stick think around. if Totally Awesome Hulk gets um, cancelled, he might get um, sent into the Weapon X book as they're written both by Pac, so. That would be pretty I, awesome I if they that. did. I would, I would enjoy the heck out of that. Is he in danger of being cancelled? 
No, no, it's just because they're talking about bringing Bruce Banner and that back, so... All right. You never know. Yeah. So, um... All right, enough, Max. <laughs> I got got a dog surfing on one side and a baby crying on the other side. <laughs> anyway, so Domino's like, we're a team, and then the robot starts cursing at him. Um, I love that uh, Amadeus calls it a flesh burrito, and then uh, Sabretooth and Domino both kind of joke about it. I thought that was pretty great. And then, um, so what does Amadeus find in the robot? He finds a clue. Yeah, a clue, Scooby. <laughs> yeah, he finds a data bank, and uh, the robot's like, get out of my brain. Um, but they figure out where at least one of the Weapon X facilities is. And then I actually really love this next little part between Amadeus and Logan. Because um, Amadeus is like, I'm going to go along. And, you know, he starts talking about why he should. And Logan's like, well, maybe here's the reason you shouldn't. And because what if they get your blood? And he's like, oh, no way. I mean, oh, oh, crap. <laughs> and then, of course, as the reader, we see the scene of the little, I guess, robot space bug, like sucking up Hulk blood out of outer space. And I don't know, to me, this whole thing, you know, as we get to the last page and we see the Weapon X facility has collected Hulk blood. But to, to me, this is like Amadeus to a T. Like, He's a little bit arrogant, not like badly so. Like he's just a little bit overconfident, and he's really smart, but is sometimes too smart for his own good, and kind of overlooks the details. And I just thought that was a really cool little play. That you know, here he was thinking he did this really cool thing, using his blood as a weapon, but then he ended up giving the Weapon X guys what they needed. And so I, I thought uh, Pac wrote that really, really well. Um, what do you guys think of the art in this issue? I loved it. I mean, I really like it. I thought it was really nicely stylized. It really helped, like, sell everything. I think there was only one moment where I was like, how big is the Hulk? Yeah. Because he sort of looked, like, he looked a little different in one panel um, to the rest. But other than that, it's yeah. a solid Hulk. Yeah, yeah totally cohesive, fit well, story, like, just propelled. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't, hurt that there's a lot of action up front to really get you into it but like the pacing of every panel along with there being uh, only the necessary dialogue just made this really fun and easy read yeah i agree it's very well paced um the art definitely contributes to this like it fits the story really good the action worked really well the colors i thought were also excellent um just a just a fun book to read and look at and you know kind of moving our Weapon X story right along. Like, I'm, I'm, you know, I was kind of a little surprised because a lot of times you kind of get these crossovers and you get some backstory on, on where this hero is, but really the only, like, the only stuff we get that's, like, completely inherent to the current, like, storyline and Totally Awesome Hulk is on the summary t- page, <laughs> right? <laughs> where it talks about, like, he's having trouble with his sister and whatnot. But everything else is like, it, it almost reads more like a Hulk guest spot in the Weapon X series than it does his book. And, but it helps, of course, that Pac is writing both, right? So it just feels very unified. Like, it just feels like it's just kind of keeping in step in what we've read so far in the Weapon X book. And, I don't know, it was a really, really fun tie-in. What, what, what else you guys got? 
this is like, and I know it's kind of cheating because there's another book, but this is like a great first number one issue of a team coming together. Right. That's that's how I read it because I haven't been reading Totally Awesome Hulk. So just jumping in here, I I wasn't lost at all. It it just like flowed really well together. All the character interaction was just fun and interesting. Like now I want to continue reading the book just just because of this issue. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see the see how the crossover plays out and. That's not something I say a lot. <laughs> I kind of sometimes will, will cringe at crossovers or, you know, I'll be reading a book that'll crossover or something I don't want to read. And I'm like, oh, man, I got to buy this now. But no, I'm totally stoked to kind of see where this goes. And, you know, Dan, Dan said it, and I think I repeated it too. It helps a lot that it's the same writer. I can cross both books, so it feels very cohesive. Um and it also helps a lot that it's a good writer that's the same writer, <laughs> right? <laughs> Agreed. Um, I think uh, the, the strongest thing here is that it it treats it like a number one, like it, like a, a a fresh start. It doesn't be like it isn't tied down with all the baggage. Obviously, there's the whole you get a little bit more story with the Weapon X thing, but I think it gives enough information if this was the first ever interaction with either Amadeus or like with the whole concept of like the cyborgs running the weapon X down. I mean, it just gives it, it's a good first issue. Like Georgie said, and I think it's a good first event issue. Like this could have easily been like a mini little yeah. event with just these guys. And, and I have read bad events as Jason knows. I read <laughs> Avengers again. So I, I know Why? bad. Don't ask. Don't ask. Don't ask. Don't ask. Don't ask. So, yeah. Also, I really, I really applaud uh, Gil for making the characters emote because recently I've been reading comics and the characters don't seem to even have facial expressions um, in some of the books I read recently. So it was nice to see um, smirking. And when I say smirking, I'm not talking like land classic smirking, biting a thumb sort of thing. I'm talking right. actual human. <laughs> looking people right so yeah even down to that last face on the second to last page of of amadeus he's like like that looks like a face someone would make when they realize they just made a huge mistake right and so yeah yeah, and you can even kind of track his face so like if you look at those two pages together like where he where he discovers the data bank he's got this big old grin then he kind of has this know-it-all smirk as he explains things to the new team and then he kind of smiles again, and then you kind of see that smile fade and then end on this kind of like, oh, man. Like, it's just, yeah, I'm totally with you, Dan. Like, just watching, kind of tracking the facial expressions through the conversations, like, it's a really good job. And and he does it without being super busy, right? Like, the arts, you know, as far as the like, amount of line work in this little section is fairly simple, but is very... It's very direct and definitely conveys what the artist is trying to tell us, you know. So, yeah, I, I thought it was fantastic. I guess we're ready for grades? Sure, yeah. I thought this was a totally awesome book. So, Dan, why don't you start off? What do you want to grade? Totally awesome Hulk number 19. Um, do you know what? Screw it. I'll give it six. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So, Georgie. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, go it ahead. was just so fun. It was just so fun. It was just so fun, and it felt like it was going somewhere. And it kind of reminded me of Weapon X issue one, where it was just like something really surprising and fun. So I'll go for it. I, I really like this issue. I I just feel 
some trepidation in giving it a six yet. <laughs> uh, but uh, I'll give it a five, five out of six. Awesome. Well, I'm right there with the with you, Georgie. Though I don't disagree with anything that any of us said. I think I think it's safe to say we all enjoyed the heck out of this book and had a lot of fun with it. Um, but yeah, I will also give Totally Awesome Hulk number 19, five out of six claws. I would definitely recommend if you've been enjoying, you know, if you've been whether you've been enticed by us to try the book or not, but if you've been enjoying Weapon X at all. This is kind of a must-read. I think, obviously, the event's going to look like it's going to actually be pretty good. And you definitely kind of want this first chapter of what, like Georgie said, kind of the, the team coming together. And, you know, I'm, I'm with Dan and, and Georgie both. I think this would be a great team, um, hopefully. You know, and, you know, as a longtime Wolverine fan, any time, I mean, I know this isn't, quote-unquote, our Logan, and it's not Banner's Hulk, but any time... Now you have the Wolverine Hulk connection. I'm always, you know, a little bit excited because you know that's where Wolverine first showed up and kind of his first appearance and first story and the connection there. So, anytime there's a good story involving these two kind of, I guess we'll call them properties since they're not the same characters, you know, always kind of has a little bit of advantage in my book. And um, just really excited to see where it goes. So yeah, really cool, very cool. Um, all right, so X Men Blue number. four. Four is written by Colin Bunn, penciled by um I don't know if this is a guest penciler or just doing the next arc with Julian Lopez, with uh, inks by Jose Marzan Jr. and Walden Wong, colors by Irma Navia maybe, I'm assuming that's a silent K I don't know, um letters by VCs Joe Caramagna and of course the cover by Arthur Adams and Peter Stegerwald. And um, why don't one of you guys tell us what's on the cover here? Deer cotton headlights. It's a deer cotton headlights and free claws. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Sure, um, basically, we have a mysterious red hand with three red claws and our young uh, X-Men, all in different stages of grief, I assume. Um <laughs> But um, as always, and I'm, I think it's because our Adam scratches Who's that tiny itch. And... Who's accepted it? Beast accepted it, clearly. Um, <laughs> Cyclops is angry, but uh, he's probably just angry because there's another blooming clawed person to chase after his redhead. Um, but I generally really like the X-Men blue covers. It's because Adam scratches that tiny itch, which just, I don't know, this is such a sort of depth in his art that I really enjoy um, I still it does slightly annoy me um, um, Iceman's head is still like weirdly shaped and bald um, for some reason I'd, I'm like why can't it be like in the comic book where he's kind of got like weird little spiky kid hair right because um, I think that's kind of awesome right but, but aside from that I think um, it's a really nice cover I think maybe Angels probably wings are. I'm, I'm still not used to flame wings, but um, yeah. I think it's got like a classic sort of X Men vibe. Like you could see this on a Claremont issue. Oh yeah. If you totally. just switched switched it around a bit and maybe switched the team around a little bit, um, so it feels very like sort of X Men to me. So I'm like, yay! That's a problem. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I can watch you. I agree with you. Um, Iceman doesn't really look like. 
the young Bobby, but he does look pretty awesome. He just looks like a different character. Yeah. He looks like Iceman from the 90s. Yes. Yeah. 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 He's actually my I favorite design on this cover. I like him, I mean, just just by aesthetic. I like the way that, that he looks on the cover. Yes, I do too. I took it, don't get me wrong. I don't get me wrong. It's not that I don't like him. It's just his head. I just, I'm just like, okay, I'm spanky. Right. I do um, like that his slide sort of stops right at the top of the... Like he's only just generated. Oh, that yeah, that's weird. Where did he come from? And, <laughs> and I think they've changed the little like sort of I don't know what you want to call it faces face box, new age face box, the triangle in the top corner. Yeah, looks like they've actually changed that up a bit. Oh, that's cool. And then there's that horrible white triangle, the thing that needs to get rid of yes. <laughs> in the bottom corner. I despise that white triangle more yeah. than you can possibly imagine. <laughs> I also like the little blood coming out of the claws, kind of streaming down his arm. Just, you know, it's not nothing gory. Just, you know, it's a little bit to show, hey, it, it hurts. <laughs> yeah, I really love the cover. So, um, Dan, why don't you kind of kick off this story here? Well, Gene is intently. Huh? Gene. Oh, Gene. <laughs> Good old Gene. Gene. Anyway, before we carry on with that, um, <laughs> Gene is intently using Cerebro to see all the dirty thoughts. No, she isn't. Um, <laughs> to basically find out where they're going and find out what the hell is going on on this little mission that their possibly sentient Blackbird is taking them on. Um, and mm. then they land in... Wow, we... Arrowridge, Colorado. Is Colorado that snowy? I don't know. I don't. Yeah, in the mountains been. it definitely can be. Yeah, definitely. Oh, fair enough. It's because when if, when I think Wendigo, I always think Alaska. Don't ask me yeah, why. Or Canada. Um, yeah. yeah, Canada, right? Isn't that part of the myth? Like it has to be. I thought it had to be Canada. Yeah, it does because they had that whole story where there was that spell that allowed them to cross the border that one time. So yeah, he shouldn't. It shouldn't be any Wendigos in Colorado. I didn't even think about that. Maybe, maybe the mysterious Claude person scared him so him or her so good so much that he ran across and fled into Colorado because it was the only safe place. Clearly, not the only safe place. Bless him. <laughs> but yes, um, super flamey flame on wings um, does some recon for them and they find the body of a chopped up, what they think is a mutant. Bless them. Mm-hmm. And I love my favorite panel. I think is the heart one. I'm not even sure he's actually dead. (laughs) Bobby's face is really good at that. Yes. (laughs) Gross. Frozen vomit. I forgot to mention mention that Bobby's little dig at him being very morbid since he took up magic. Yeah. um, Since Hank took up magic, great little touch. And then all of a sudden, out of the blue, hard as nails, um, detective sheriff. Comes out with a torch and gun. Mm-hmm. And is like, what the hell are you all doing here? It's my crime scene. <laughs> then, then we talk about melting snow, which was a nice touch. They should pull out yeah. one of those badges that we talked about last yeah, week. Yeah, the XSE badges. Why didn't Gene have yeah, one? Just pull them out from wherever they... They have no pockets. They have pockets. They do have pockets in these jackets. <laughs> May I add, I really like the snow gear. It was a nice touch that they 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 wore snow gear. <laughs> It's weird the beast is barefoot though. That's gotta be gotta be cold on the old toesies. Yes. But they determine the carcass is not the mutant they're looking for, but a monster. 
And the sheriff explains everything. We get a little flashback scene of our mystery Wolverine character carving the Wendigo up. And then, um, Georgie, what happens after that? Then they go, I, I don't remember, they go looking some more. I don't know. Yeah. They, just, they just start walking <laughs> through the woods talking. <laughs> like, for me, the, the plot in this was like very inconsequential. It was just enjoyable reading the characters interact with each other. So, right. like, there's not a whole lot that really happens. They just walk and then they find Angry Hobo Wolverine. Wolverine <laughs> Jr. <laughs> We get a nice snicked and the claw, that panel of the claws, like, like the camera, quote unquote, perspective from the other side of the claws is pretty cool. But yeah, we meet our, our feral Wolverine Jr. And we re- we are reminded that minus Cyclops, our previous, the our team previously known as the all new X-Men had a run in with this guy before in the ultimate universe, but he does not remember and so he decides to attack. He doesn't want to go back. And all right, you um, do you guys know is this this thing he's scared to go back to a carryover from the Ultimate line, or is this a new mystery? Does he, do either I, have feel, I have a feeling it's a new mystery. I thought the right because I was really confused because I thought the whole only you know was decimated and destroyed and the whole reason Secret Wars existed was so that Miles could live in our little um, <laughs> right. playground. So I believe like, the end of the Ultimate Universe it just kind of like faded into white, didn't it? Yes. Like, yeah. like it was over? Yes. So, so, But this makes it seem... Because I thought all memory... Because Miles doesn't remember that universe. I thought all the memories had changed but this clearly is like, nope, we remember. We went there. It was fun. We had frolics and laughter. And this uh, hobo Wolverine wasn't a hobo there. Um, but yeah, it was just, I was kind of like, oh, right, okay. Blame Good Reed for Richards. them. Blame Reed Richards. Yeah, Evil Reed. Evil Reed strikes again. Uh, I do love how um, Wolverine always shows how impotent Cyclops' optic blasts seem to be constantly, <laughs> no matter what you read. <laughs> yeah, he just re- deflects it with his claws and whatever. Um, I do like, I always forget that his name is Jimmy Hudson. So I like that little throwback to, to Wolverine lore um, and the idea that he, in the, at least in this universe, that Wolverine eventually had a kid with Heather. So that's pretty interesting. Um, they all, it's revealed to them that they're, he's Wolverine's son. And he obviously looks kind of scared. Then we get Ice Hulk, whams him into the snow. And we even get an Iceman smash. <laughs> Which I thought was funny. I love I love Iceman. He's really great. Um, and we even got with the little throwback to where Beast is like, oh my. And Angel's like, you oh, can say son. it. <laughs> yeah. And we establish he has a healing factor to go with his claws. Um, so they decide they're going to help him. He doesn't remember his name. So we have this kind of like throwback Wolverine story where, you know, Logan was discovered in the wilderness by nonetheless the Hudsons and had no memory and was wild and, you know, trying to fight everyone that tried to help him. So this all feels very familiar, but it doesn't feel like a retread. And if nothing else, it leaves you kind of wondering, well, what's what's the mystery going to be this time? And so they take him to a bar 
and you know kind of talk to him um then of course we get a flashback scene including laura uh when they fought the doom bots in the ultimate universe and those awful costumes oh the voltron costumes yeah i didn't mind i didn't mind yeah, i didn't mind them too bad too either bad. No, the, the beast knee pads and the glasses, <laughs> come on. Uh, all I thought when I saw the panel was, I miss Laura. That's all yeah, I thought. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> but, um, so, yeah, Jean decides, you know, she's reaching out as the, you know, either as a team leader or maybe there's, I don't know, some weird thing. I feel like Beast is glaring at Jean when she's holding James's hand, or Jimmy's hand. But, um... Anyway, who shows up here at the end? Y'all, y'all know any of these guys and what's going on here? The ultimate Nick Spencer's ultimate, well, Nick Spencer, Brian Woods ultimate X Men turn up. Oh, okay. And because uh, um, Guardian was created with Jimmy in the same comic, oh, okay. X, they were first introduced. Obviously, that's Quicksilver from Ultimate Universe and Armor from the Ultimate. And this Mac Two was introduced in like Ultimate X late Ultimate X Men. It's like a rival for Kitty Pride. I oh. don't get. I can't remember what her powers are. I think it's magnetism. It's. I can't remember. It must be something like that. Either magnetism or tele- telekinesis or something, because everything's floating around. But it is all metal stuff, or stuff that at least contains metal, like the napkin dispenser and the salt shaker have metal yeah. in them. So, I think it's a pretty cool looking panel. Um, but they're called the New Marauders, not from this universe. To be continued. So, I kind of like their costumes. Yeah, I like that the throwback. The throwback to like um, uh, Hitch's Ultimates with all the lines, the, like the V lines. Right. Yeah. Um. You know, Marsh is the Ultimate Universe in general. It's nice little touch. Um, yeah. So, what did you guys think of the art in this one? I like how the characters all look like they're teenagers. Yeah, me too. Especially Jean looks like a 14, 15-year-old. Like it, it's just good to see them depicted as kids and not like sex symbols. Right. <laughs> yeah. Totally with you. Um, Bobby has like the best faces all the time in every panel he's in. He has like the best face, even when he's eating chicken. Oh, I love whatever those it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, th- I thought um, overall the art's pretty um, really different from before. Um, but I think it, there are panels which are a bit like, ooh, ouch, worry yeah. lines. Yeah. But, um, the, the, where it counts, it works. Yeah, and I'm with you. There's a, there's a few panels of weird faces, and I don't like it as much as Molina, but I thought overall it was pretty good. And, um, you know, the colors help out, right? Nice, vibrant colors Definitely. through most of it. Um, like the um, angry Wolverine with his little white eyes probably my favorite image of the whole book in the panel where his sort of head is like two panels where it's just his little white eye and the claw and the beard and his growling little snarls and the hood up when yeah. they first meet him yeah that's pretty nice looking and and Georgie is of course right on even even the facial expressions look very just very right look of the right age look of the right kind of expressions they and reactions these characters might have at their age you know uh you know just just to the right of the panel daniel just talking about that the face of gene um 
And she's kind of like, I can't get into his mind. And kind of the shock of like, wow, there's not supposed to be minds I can't get into. And so, but it doesn't look like, you know, in the 90s, right? You'd have people be like kind of shocked and their mouth agape. But it almost looked more like, you know, orgasm face than like <laughs> disappointment and surprise. And so this just looks like a kid who's like just really, really surprised that their power is not working the way they thought it would. And Yeah. Yeah. It really it, it works. It doesn't. It's not as cohesive as Hulk was, but as Dan said, where it really counts, it comes through. And I'm I'm eager to see uh, this artist like keep working on it to see if they can they can the team can pull it together and make it work uh, yeah. like fully cohesively. I agree. I agree. All right. Any other thoughts on this book? Um, I do like the letters page uh, being called Letters to Madripoor. I thought that was a nice little um. Let's page tile. Yes, I read the letters page. I do. Not many people do. I haven't read them. Gold. That was young. I used to read them all the time when I was a teenager. Yeah, I did too. I normally skip them these days. <laughs> I always look at. I definitely look at the titles because I think is it gold standard? Is X Men Golds? And I was like, Oh, oh no. no. Yeah, right. Whatever, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, shoot for the moon, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe the um, letters like, page is a gold standard, though. Maybe they have a really good letters page. The letters page is often more entertaining than the actual issue. That's for sure. <laughs> um, I do like that. What I do like, and is that um, it's 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 Bun's attention to subplots, which is really subtle, and he keeps like pulling the string of his um, magic. Right. That's right. And I like the the bit where he just looks at the heart and says Wendigo. Uh, it was quite a nice little touch and the fact that he's probably bundled that heart into his jacket at some point <laughs> right um, to snack on later yeah <laughs> so, and I think I think that he's it's hard to, I know it's stupid because it's an X-Men book but it, like we said about issue one it reads like an X-Men book because they read like a family right and they, they read like friends and it's been so long since we've read a book like that where they've the, the team doesn't just feel like a team that is put together because of arbitrary reasons. It feels right. like they're an organic family that do work together, do bicker and do have like specific, like you said, the beast has literally has a look at Jean when he's, when she's, you know, there's like the little attention to details, which is in the art and in the script. And I think it just really makes easily, it is easily one of the, of the resurrection tile, I think. Yeah. Um, easily. Yeah, the relationships are just... That's, that's the whole reason to read this book. Just how these characters interact and talk. Like, I don't care if they get in any action at all. Like, if they're just, like, hanging out, <laughs> watching TV, playing video games, I could totally read and, them just, like, being and that's what you together. Want. That's, that's what you want from an X-Men book. You, you, you want to be able to be like, right, I don't care if so-and-so does this today. As long as they're playing, like, baseball or watching TV on a sofa, um, it'll be fun to read because the character's so enjoyable and... Like their camaraderie is something that really yeah. brings you to it, so, and I think Bun and Bun and Blue um, have captured that <laughs> essence. So um, I just I, I took a look at the next panel. So when Beast goes to pull up the heart, the next time he appears, his hand is suspiciously like reaching into his pocket, like he's stuffing something in there. I think I think he he has taken that heart with him. Oh, I think you're absolutely right. He's <laughs> even looking over his shoulder, like, did you see that? Reader? Yeah. See, anybody it's, watching it's like, me? It's, it's a subtlety, and I really, 
I'm like looking forward to like the little moments where like um, Beast will be confronted by Cyclops, and they will be like, right, there's a problem here with your magical heart stealing ways. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I'm really interested. To, and do you know what? Right, I'm not a Wolverine fan, but I'm interested to see what this Wolverine Mark Five or whatever um, will bring to the team. Yeah, I'm interested to in, in yeah. see what happened to him that he's so scared of, right? Like obviously, it's going to have something to do with the Marauders or the new Marauders, but I don't really know what that means. I mean, part of it, because I haven't read, you know, I kind of bailed on Ultimate X-Men, you know, not early on, but significantly before it, you know, finished. So there's a huge chunk of the end I never read. So I don't really know necessarily what to expect, but I'm definitely... You know, definitely curious to see, you know, what happened to the character. Where does he go? Why is he so scared, right? Because obviously he's pretty pretty flustered and worried. And so I'm curious to see what, you know, what Bun has in store. Yeah, which is a change of tune for me when we reviewed issue one, where I was like, oh, could it have not been Laura or someone else? Right. <laughs> um, and that's a testament to the, the, the faith I have in the book. Um, more than anything else is that it's proven in four issues that it can handle itself very well so I'm looking forward to seeing how it handles little Jimmy right awesome what do you guys want to grade X-Men Blue George I'll let you go first this time I think I'm going to give it a four out of six but like a high four okay um like now retroactively I'm going to go back and give Hulk like a higher ranking so that I can (laughs) I either have to give Hulk a higher ranking so I can move this up, or let go back in time last week and give Gen X a lower ranking so that I can justify <laughs> this more. Very cool, very cool. All right, Dan, what do you what do you want to give X Men Blue number four? Um, I'm I'm obviously more positive this week than I was last week. Um, or last time, and I'm going to give it a five because I think with certain inconsistencies with the art, I think um. And the plot might the plot might be, might not be there, but sometimes you just need a plot to enjoy something. Right. So I'm gonna give it a five. Okay. Um, man, I'm I'm right on the fence between a four and a five. Um, just because I've enjoyed hanging out with you guys, I'm gonna give it five out of six. But I was I was right there between. It's, to me, it's either like a really really strong solid four out of six or. You know, uh, uh, not quite there, five out of six, but either way, definitely enjoyed the book, enjoyed the series, and it sounds like both you guys are, you know, our grades are a little different, but I think on both these books, we were very much pretty close on the same page. So that was fun. I'm glad y'all enjoyed reading these. Um, It's always fun when I I don't feel like I'm giving people homework. (laughs) Last week was homework. This is fun. Yeah, good. Good. Well, hey, I got to go get Denise's car. But before we go, why don't each of you just give a couple of sentences on Jean Grey number two? Uh, what? It's it's a big wank. I don't know. I, <laughs> I did not enjoy it at all. Okay. Only, only, the only good character in there was uh, Quinn. Otherwise, I, I, did not, I did not have fun. Okay. Fair enough. What about um, you, Dan? I, I I kind of found it kind of nice and cheeky, but you're probably right. Uh, Quinnen's probably the um, best thing in it. But I did like Magic's little oh, yeah, weird snarky comments. Um, it feels very much like Laura. Like the plot feels very much like 
Laura, like the Laura thing where she tours the Marvel Universe a little bit. I feel like she's going Jane Jean's going to start touring the Marvel Universe to talk yeah. to people about the Phoenix. Um, but it's not as good as number one. I enjoyed number one a hell of a lot more than that. Yeah, I did too. Kind of middle. It's very middle of the road. Freaks me the hell out. Yeah. I'll say this 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 second issue felt a lot more like what I expected to think of the series, yeah. whereas number one really surprised me. This one felt like, okay, yeah, this is about par for the course with a Jean Grey book. This is about what I would think it would be. I will say again, I think I said this last time as well, I really wish that whoever did the art on the credits page, I wish they were doing the art for the book. But Yes, yes, yes. But, but like, the art wasn't yeah, bad. Sure I do, are. I do feel like Ibanez is doing the best work that he's done in a long time. But the art feels really different. It, it was he did this, he did issue one as well, right? Yes. And yeah. like this one just feels like a step down from issue one visually. Right. But maybe that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, fair enough. Well, um, awesome. Well, we were trying to. Uh, Try to keep our schedules and stars aligned and get everyone back on next week if y'all are down for it. Always says no, but, you know, he's won, so his opinion doesn't count yet. <laughs> no, Ollie doesn't like the <laughs> <Jean Grey> book. <laughs> That's right. Right. So, cool. But before we go, why don't each of you kind of give your, your plugs real fast? And um, I guess, Georgie, why don't you go first? Uh, I'm currently soliciting on Twitter, uh, selling my body for money. So <laughs> uh, take the best offers. I think right now I've gotten coupons for, for, uh, Burger King. So if you can beat that, just let me know. <laughs> awesome. And of course you can find him at LA boy toy on Twitter. Um, and, and y'all can do your dirty deeds, done jerk cheap right there. Yep. Yep. Right. Dan, what you got? Unfortunately, I'm not selling my body. But, um, <laughs> that is unfortunate. <laughs> uh, I can I can sell my knowledge, which is there obviously a little bit better than <laughs> better than George's body. But, um, <laughs> Twitter feud. Um, Twitter shade. feud. Twitter feud. That was shade. <laughs> um, at Gizmo fifteen eleven eighty three. There you go. That's where you'll find yeah. me. And uh, um, of course, on the Intra Comics podcast as well. Um, go listen to that if you're not already. I, I think most of you probably are, but, you know, it goes doesn't have to go without saying. I can keep saying it, so and I'm going to because <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And, of course, for the podcast that goes snicked, please uh, like the Facebook page if you care about Facebook. And um, otherwise, most of the fun is had on Twitter where we're at SnickCast. And if you care to look at show notes and see at what time <laughs> basically all you get on the website is you can look and say they talk about this issue at minute whatever in the episode um but if, you, if that kind of stuff uh jives your turkey then you can look at us nickcast dot and um otherwise um like i said we'll try to get everybody back on uh for week eight when that comes around and um hopefully i'll be a, a little bit less compressed <laughs> for time but um i really enjoyed talking to you guys as usual and so thanks again for coming on thank you always a pleasure awesome well until next time everybody hugs and snicks and bye-bye bye-bye bye and snacked <laughs>